the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This is episode 64 featuring Chase Pearson. Chase plays for the Grand Rapids Griffins in the American Hockey League. He's a good buddy of mine and a former teammate at the University of Maine. But before we get into the episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. All right, we got my buddy Chase Pearson on, former college teammate at the University of Maine, uh, current pro hockey player in the American League. Let him introduce himself, but... Yeah, Chase Pearson, welcome on. Everyone, Danny, thanks for having me, man. It's good yeah. to be here. Finally get on the, the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I guess just a little backstory. Name's Chase. I met Danny at Maine. Um, grew up playing in Alpharetta, Georgia hockey. So I got into it because of my dad. Kind of typical upbringing, play minor hockey, then go all the way up through juniors, um, eventually to Maine, where, like I said, Danny and I met. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the short and story. Yeah, uh, well, some people can get a deeper background, kind of just talk about like where you played and kind of some of your hockey experiences and um, opportunities you've had and where you're playing yeah. now. Yeah, man. So I guess, so the Atlanta Fire was my minor hockey team. I played uh, from might hockey up until my first year midget, which would be 16U. So after that year, I left and went to Cornwall, Ontario, which is actually where I was born. Um, and I stayed with family there, played for the Cornwall Colts in the CCHL. And then from there, I was lucky enough to drafted the Youngstown in the USHL. Uh, went to play there for two years um, and then Maine recruited me. So the rest was history after that. Went to Maine. Um, I guess I could mention I was drafted in 2015 out of the USHL to the Red, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and then anyways, went to Maine from there, from Youngstown. Spent three years there, lucky enough to meet you. And then left my junior year to go play in Grand Rapids in the American Hockey League. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, obviously, um, you were a leader at school or a captain junior year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. so um, I, I we we overlapped by what was it, three years or two? Yeah, so through three, yeah, all three years. Yeah, we were there. supposed to be in the same class, too. I remember that. I remember walking in first. Yeah, your, your, your I, stall I was up there. High school, man. I wanted to take my time. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, obviously, a uh, platform for athletes to talk about their mental health. If you want to kind of share your story from a mental health standpoint of, um, you know, kind of some of the things that you struggle with, but also, you know, most importantly, how, you know, how you're doing now and um, just how you've overcome that stuff. And, obviously, the, you know, with the good comes the – or with the bad comes the good. And I'm sure there's lessons that have been learned and – ways mm -hmm. that you learn to kind of deal with that stuff. So if we can just kind of you know, talk about that. 
Yeah, bro. So, I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of people on here and they all talk about the, you know, have all their own experiences and everyone's experience is different, right? Like I, my experience in hockey is way different than yours, which is way different for the next guy. But I think one constant is at some point in everyone's career, someone's right. Like you're not always going to be great at hockey. I'm sure there's stuff off the ice that affects people too. So, you know, you have this platform, which I think is amazing to, to allow people to come talk about, you know, some of those experiences. And I, you know, personally, I've had many times where I, you know, people probably think you're doing great or whatever. Right. But there's always another story, another aspect of your life that, you know, someone's probably struggling with. And, you know, me personally, I've been affected uh, in my personal life or whatever, but uh, hockey wise, I know how hard it is. You know, you get up, you train, you go skate at practice. And then and when we were in school, like you'd go to school all day and um, you know, if you're not playing, if you're not getting the minutes you want, then all of that affects you know, how you're feeling. Right. And I think that this being a good outlet in order to just kind of let people know that like, you're not alone, no matter if you feel alone, if, if something's going wrong, if you think it's going wrong, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a sport. Right. And I think that that, that kind of helped me stay level-headed throughout well, my career so far, you know, just kind of realize it's a sport. There's way more to life than sports, but I mean, I care about it but at the yeah. same time. You, know, you got to realize that everyone around you too is is probably more than happy to talk about whatever you're going through. Yeah, no, I, I was, agree. I was all over the place there, but no, 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 I I do agree, and I think uh, it's like I mean, for me, I didn't gain that perspective of it's just a sport until mm. not playing this past year. Because yeah. um, when you're in it and you're so invested in it, you, all it's all you think about, it's all you identify with. Um, so for you to have that perspective now that you're still involved in the sport and playing at such a high level and so such a bright future ahead of you. I think it's only going to be beneficial for you to realize that, Hey, like I love this so much, but it's not everything in my life. Like I am, a, you know, you're separating yourself from the player and, and the ath and the person of Chase Pearson, the hockey player. Yeah. Cause it's, it can be detrimental to just, just like identify yourself completely as I'm a hockey player. And that's it. Like there is more to oh, life to that. Without, you know? without question, man. And I think you know the, the biggest person to kind of, show me that was Mitch, Mitch Fossier, uh -huh. name, but he, he was always so good at that, you know, just separating, getting away from Mitch Fossey as a person, as opposed to Mitch Fossey as an athlete. And I think you, you said it, you said it well, like you have to be able to do that in, or, in order to just, you know, check out too. That's important. Right. But you have exactly. to realize that, you know, there's some other thing to life than this. I don't want to say stupid sport. Cause I love it, but yeah, yeah, of course. At the end of the day, if, if you're sacrificing mental health to play a game, like, is it worth it in the end? Right. Mm -hmm. No. And um, I think in turn from having that mentality shift, you do find yourself doing better in your sport because the weight that it carries is a little bit, it, it's a different type of weight. It's more so I love this and I'm doing myself, I'm doing this sport because I love it and I'm going to let it be that as opposed to like, this is going to give me an end goal. And this, if I've, if I'm not where I want to be, then it's going to make me feel like a shit person. Like, no, it's just, Hey, like this is something I love to do and I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. And having that perspective shift, I definitely think, I mean, you could speak from your own experience, but I'm sure it's had um, positive effects on your play and how you feel on the ice and stuff. Definitely, man. And I think like, at the end of the day, you have to care, but like, especially when you're on the, when you're on the ice, you got to play with confidence, right? And if you're in, your, you're in your own head and you're not in the right state of mind, you're not going to play to the way you're capable of. Mm -hmm. So to be able to separate that and just realize like, Hey, like take a, take a breath here for a sec. I'm good. 
this yeah. is just a game. No matter how many times I mess up, like I'm probably going to go back out there. Yeah. Can have a chance to redeem myself. Right. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. That's just how I think about it sometimes. Yeah, what, were, mm-hmm. what were some of the things that Mitch kind of told you that has helped you um, with that shift in mentality? Honestly, the biggest thing for me realizing was like find a passion outside of the game too, because it, it helps you not only check out from whatever you're doing or whatever sport you're in, right? It can just even, you know, baseball, football, whatever. It doesn't have to be hockey, but find a passion outside of the game. Work on that. Obviously, you have a passion for whatever sport you're playing, but to be able to kind of check out and, and distract yourself is very important, right? Because once your career ends, you're going to have to be able to do something else. And I think if you have that passion beforehand, before it's over, looking at the end of your career, I mean, it's inevitable. Everyone's never going to play forever, right? So if you have that passion while you're playing, it's going to be an easier transition. And even while you're playing, like I said, check out and just, uh, you know, refocus on whatever you need to. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is finding that before um, you get out. We've had a couple of players who had made this transition from hockey to real life, and that was their biggest advice from from them who didn't have anything else prior and they're like why well, you know i was done with the game and then i'm finding myself scrambling for something and now you're like backed in a corner and you feel you to find it sooner than later whereas like if you can kind of discover that stuff while you're playing and while you're in it you know it makes that transition you know smoother um but i'm sure you know from a playing perspective while you're in it it's just a great way for you to have an outlet to not go home and dwell on a practice or a game or whatever it's giving you something else to think about other than just lay in bed and be like oh this like bad game or whatever yeah exactly man and i think like whether that's music you know i like i like to play music sometimes that's super fun but also i feel like having a plan too so like if you're if you're in a sport play hockey whatever if you do it for a living great but that's going to come to an end right so you got to be thinking two three steps ahead no matter what because then at least for me it eases my mind knowing like hey okay great my career is done. What do I do? All right. I want to get into real estate. Great. I want to learn about real estate while I'm playing. So then it kind of eases my mind as far as like, Oh, if I got hurt tomorrow and was never able to play again, I didn't know exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, from a non-hockey standpoint, how has, you know, talk about like kind of your mental health journey as far as that goes and um, yeah, you know, every feel comfortable talking about just kind of some, you know, experiences in your life and things that, you know, you've dealt with that have, kind of put you into a bad spot and, you know, obviously overcome that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I probably had the most non-typical office experience uh, as a child, even growing up, right? Like I, growing up, great, great parents. Dad was awesome. Mom was great. Like as I got older, their relationship kind of started to deteriorate. deteriorate. Um, anyways, my mom started drinking and stuff, which was, as a child, like I didn't really know what was going on, right? Like I just come home from school and she'd be sleeping, but she's really passed out from from drinking, right? So like I saw that looking back now, like I, I noticed that that was going on and I understand now, which I put two and three together makes me sad. But um, you know, a lot of people do deal with that. So for me, that happening outside as a young age kind of made me grow up in a sense, you know, a little faster. Even at that age, I come home, take care of my sister for a bit. Um, cause you know, my mom's sleeping or whatever for three hours and helped me grow up a little fat. I don't say help me cause it obviously messed me up a bit. Right. But, um, anyways, yeah. So kept, kept on jogging. Right. I use hockey kind of as an escape from all of that personal life, which I guess is, is, is good in a sense, but, um, and then, I mean, I, you know, this, 
of people don't. After my freshman year at May, my mom committed suicide, which was, yeah, a shock. I was devastated. I'm still, I am devastated, right? It's your mom. You never want to lose them. But at the end of the day, like she had some demons and had some problems herself that were never dealt with. Right. And so now having platforms and having resources and having all this stuff around me, I, I realized like how important it is to talk about whatever's going on. Right. Like she never talked to me about what was going on before any of this stuff happened. She never mentioned a single word. Like I had no idea she was uh, in that state of mind. Right. And then, so when that happens, it came as a complete shock. Cause I was just, you know, just got a text or a call from my sister. Like she was crying. Like mom's gone. Mom's gone. I was like, what do you mean? Um, yeah, she committed suicide. So it probably happens more than you think, but until it affects you, you don't think about it. Right. And so when I, like, when I tell people, make sure you <laughs> make sure you tell people you love them all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know. You truly never know what anyone's going, going through. And like, I could be, you know, this great hockey player, this smart guy, whatever, like I could still be really messed up mm-hmm. and no one would have any idea. I could be depressed. I could be whatever. And no one would know unless you talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important from my perspective now, gaining this experience of losing my mom and all this stuff, um, just being available for people and letting everyone know that like, I'm there to talk, like call me if anything's going on. Right. And most people won't do that. So for me, it's like having that experience, I've been able to kind of take a step back too, right? And now I, I look at life a little differently than I would, but there's positives and negatives. Like I lost my mom forever. Like she's not gonna see my kids grow up as when I get married and have children or whatever. Like that's super sad for me. And it makes me, you know, it hurts me every time I have to think about stuff like that. But at the same time, positive was she was struggling she felt like that was the only way to deal with whatever was going on in her life so um she's in a better place because of how hurt she was and none of us knew that but uh yeah so i've had to deal with that along with all the stuff that goes along with being a normal human person athlete whatever so um and i will say like i've seen a therapist ever since that happened right I, i haven't like i'll tell anyone i don't I need that in order to stay sane, right? Like then I, you learn to live with it instead of getting over it, which I think has helped me a lot. But see this therapist, you know, at least once every couple of weeks, which uh, helps me just get whatever off my chest I need to, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about, um, well, obviously, I mean, we've, we've talked, you know, I was there for you when this happened, but obviously I'll yeah. say it again, I'm sorry. And um no, no one should ever have to no, live with that sort of hurt and deal with it. But you know that, obviously. But, um, you know, we talked about therapy a lot. I've talked about my personal experience with therapy. Other people have their, with theirs, too. And it's a – I'm all for it. I'm a big proponent of it. Um, but a lot of people are very skeptical and have tried it. But I don't think they've tried it with, with an open mind, understandably so. Their thought process is, you know, I don't want to tell somebody I don't know my problems. Then you have other people who are like, well, I don't know them. So I'll tell them anything, anything they want to hear. I'm never going to see them again. So for you, with your personal experience with therapy, um, kind of talk about that and what that was like and, you know, how you've grown from that. Obviously, it's had a positive effect on you and um, kind of just like, yeah, like your experience and process with that. Yeah. So just to be completely blunt, like I super was super closed off before anything happened with my mom. And then after it happened, family was like, go to therapy, go to therapy. For the first six months, I was like, no, I'm fine. 
like, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm good. I'll just deal with this. And I tried to just bury it in myself. And I will say it took me a good five months of like, I, I went online because I just felt like that's the easiest instead of having to go in person. Some people may feel differently, but for me, that works. Um, it took me like a good five, six months of, you know, trying to find someone who I felt like was a good match. But once I found that person, it's just helped me like tremendously. I can't even put in words to be quite honest. Like any aspect of my life just helped me deal with, you know, get off my chest, whatever I need work through whatever feelings I have. And, you know, some people are completely against telling your personal life story to someone you have no idea who they are. Right. But then I will say like, they're trained in this, they took classes, they know how to deal with certain things, but I think it's a matter of finding someone who you trust at the end of the day, or you'll work on that trust obviously over time. Right. Cause they get mm -hmm. to know you, but finding the person you feel like would be good to work with, which is hard. Are you seeing this person on a consistent basis still? You'd say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every weeks for, it's been like three years now. Mm -hmm. And so. I think it's different for everybody too. I think some people it's quicker than others. Like, I mean, for me, I just go through these episodes where I have to see someone for a couple months and then I'm fine. Yeah. You know, for others, it's, it takes, it's years and it's, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a process that'll, you know, you have to keep going through. And I think you said it best is when you mentioned about, you know, not feeling comfortable talking about, you know, to someone that you don't know, but then you made the comment of, well, they're the professionals and they have tools that they can give you. And that's like, I think the biggest thing is like, you have to change your mindset of, I don't know this person. I don't trust them to, like you said, I'm going to build this trust and they're professionals. They're going to eventually, you know, in turn, you know, give me tools that are going to help me cope and have a different perspective on it. And I think that's the biggest thing is um, kind of getting over that hump of not wanting to talk to somebody about it, like a professional. 100%. And for me, the first, whatever, however many months I was like, like, why do I want, why do I need to do this? Right. And then I realized that it's, it's helped me work through stuff, but um, coming in with an open mind is huge. And it's really hard to do that sometimes, right? It's not easy to, to go in with an open mind, especially when you feel like you don't need it. I mean, maybe people don't need it, right. Haven't been through traumatic stuff, but I feel like at some point in everyone's life, they go through something that, you know, talking to someone could be beneficial about. Mm -hmm. so. What are some of the tools that you've learned? Um, just seeing a therapist or like, well, well, I guess the biggest takeaways for you that you've learned so yeah. far. So like normally when I'm going into a session, you just kind of flow with a conversation. Right. But holistically for me, the biggest thing, and I, I talk about what happened with my mom a lot, right. Cause for me, that's the, the hardest thing to deal with on a consistent basis. But with that specifically, it's learning to live with it and not get over it. Like you're never going to forget it. Right but you have to learn to live with it. And, and I think that that can be applied in a lot of different aspects of life, right? Like you can learn to live with stuff instead of getting over it completely, right? Because something might, like, let's say you go through a big breakup with someone you love, right? Yeah, you can like theoretically get over it, right? But if you love them truly, you'll probably love them forever. It just wasn't the right person for you. So you kind of learn to live with it instead of completely get over it. And I think letting myself realize that that is something that I, that I have to do um, has made it easier to just kind of deal with stuff day to day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's tough um, to go through something like that. And um, I can only imagine kind of how that was, how experience was, but I think that's why, you know, I, I, we, I created this platform for that reason because 
the end of the day, that's the ultimate price. And then it affects other people as well. And I don't ever want to get to that point from people that I know. So, um, because once, you know, that decision is made, there's no going back. And, um, you know, as someone who's had some pretty dark thoughts and, you know, I know how low it is, how, you know, it's like to feel that low and stuff. So, um, just being there for people and, you know, you express the importance of opening up and feeling comfortable and, um, you know, people are there for you and it's okay to feel like shit for lack of a better term and be in some tough spots, but ultimately you can get out of it. And there are people who love and care for you and, um, people that want to help at the end of the day. I mean, definitely, man. And kudos to you for taking the step forward and actually doing this, man. This is like, I never expected Danny Perez to be doing a podcast like this and talking about mental health, but yeah, like, it's a big step forward, man. I'm proud of you, but yeah thanks for having me on bro and this is this has been amazing to talk about this and just kind of have a platform too and i don't not to tell everyone my story but just like maybe if not just one person sees this and they're like hey like this kid's gone through that or this or whatever right Mm -hmm. it's like i can get through that Um, no but i I touched on earlier you're like you said uh like you've dealt with stuff i've dealt with stuff i'm sure everyone listening has something that they're dealing with and Mm -hmm. Like just learn to, to see that and know that everyone around you is probably hurt at some point in their life. Exactly. Well, it, care for people and, and kind of have an open perspective, even when you meet new people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I now I come in with an open mind to most things. No, a hundred percent. And and you know how you, you saw me at school. Like I was such a clown. Like you know, lived at the hockey house, like hosting the parties, doing the social, like going out a ton. Like it looked like I was like having a blast, but you know at that point in my life, like, you know, I also at the same time was getting like three minutes a night. I was in a suit for like a month and a half, like deep down, I was going through something pretty hard and it was pretty like, but I was just displaying it as like this clown. And so like, I guess like knowing that I was hiding something and like knowing that other people are hiding stuff too, has kind of been, been the biggest reason as to why I did this. And um, like you said earlier, it's not about like, you know, me telling my story, it's all about me. Like, no, it's not about that. It's just you giving your perspective and telling your story so that other people can resonate with the message and understand like, okay, like now another kid's breaking the barrier and opening up the conversation to something. And, um, you know, just hoping that like a couple people here, here and there listen to it and understand, like kind of give that sigh of relief of like, all right, I'm not the only one who is struggling or dealing with something, you know, like you have a unique story and, um, you know, in my opinion, one that should be heard because it's not the first time, it's not the last time, unfortunately. And if there's someone else who's going through something or maybe potentially potentially thinking the same thoughts, um, hopefully we can stop and, and just know that they're loved and we can make yeah. a difference that we're there for them, essentially, you know? Oh, 100%, man. And that's, you know, like you said, this platform, just even if one person hears it, it's worth all of the time you put into it, right? That maybe they're thinking, you know, they want to, uh, hurt themselves or, or whatever and they hear an episode of danny perez on monkey mind and yeah. they're like <laughs> yeah maybe people maybe people actually love me like maybe people around me just sometimes are don't even aren't even aware of their own feelings like i i don't know maybe for me that's the biggest thing too is just opening up and I, a lot of times a lot of times i was always like oh i'm this big macho man like i can't talk about my feelings i can't cry like man i've bawled my eyes out like, you've seen me bawl my eyes out bro it's not like everyone does at some point mm-hmm. like if you tell me you've never cried you, like you're bullshitting for sure that's not true everyone's not cried at some point 
exactly. You you were a baby once, bro. You were bald. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. I think uh, just getting comfortable with those feelings, understanding that, you know, just understanding those feelings and where they're coming from, I think is important because constantly hiding them and um, kind of suppressing them does absolutely no good. I think it does the complete opposite. Um, just balloon. And exactly. at one point it'll come out, it'll come out in some way that you don't want it to. Mm-hmm. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, how we kind of uh, segue into like, you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but if you had one piece of advice that you would give somebody who um, is struggling or going through the exact same thing that you've gone through or just going in a tough, a tough place or something that you would have wanted yourself to know, what would that be? Honestly, like, if so, I, I kind of get two perspectives. Like, if I'm a person going through something, I would want to know that people are there for me. And I like I've said this you know, ten times already in this podcast, but you know, just being more available as a person to people and letting everyone around you know as a friend, right? Like, because if you're going through something, and I, I'm sitting here like I'm fine, and I don't even ask you like, hey man, how you doing, right? But then also as the person who is in the position where they're, they're depressed or whatever, right? Like talk about it. Don't, don't think you're burdening other people either because I know I felt like I burdened people talking about my mom or talking about anything in my personal life, but you're not burdening people. They would rather you say something and have a two hour conversation where you're expressing what's going on, right? Like most people are going to sit down and listen if you tell them you're not okay, right? Yeah. And I think the hardest thing about that is just, you know, knowing people will listen if you, if you want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't listen or doesn't respect it, um, I think it's a very good way of knowing that they, you know, Get them out of your life. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> if they don't care about you and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm hurting. And they're like, get over it. Yeah. Get out of my life. You know? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been called a pussy for dealing with the stuff and seeing a therapist. So like, um, I know firsthand what it's like to kind of not have that stuff taken seriously and it sucks, but it's a very good way of, of weeding out the bad in your life and the negativity. And, um, I think the more open you are about this stuff, the more, you know, you can just feel comfortable in the thoughts that you're going through and yeah, it's just more beneficial. And I think, honestly, I think like I would encourage everyone to do is start, like, don't have to become an expert, but just kind of look for research a little bit of what are signs of depression what are signs of you know major anxiety for people right like i think the more people can get educated about what occurs when that stuff happens the more sympathetic they'll be when someone's like hey i'm depressed like i don't know what's going on right and for me personally looking back on my life i I wish i had seen signs of depression signs of mental illness earlier because then i you know, I know I couldn't change what happened with my mom, whatever. She was in such a dark place. But if maybe, like maybe potentially I could have done something, right? But I'm not going to hold myself to that. But if everyone looks up signs of depression, mental illness, and just kind of is aware, I think it would make a big difference in our society as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know from firsthand experience that, you know, signs of depression, anxiety, it's just isolation, um, people kind of removing themselves from situations socially or just in general and um, change of behavior and appetite. If you notice those things, I know those are some big, big signs. Um, Pierce, if you can kind of reflect and what were some of the signs that you noticed for someone who 
you know, could kind of look at and see, you know, just what were the things that you learned as far as like telltale signs of, Hey, this person struggling. Yeah. So honestly, like the major ones that you just talked about, right. People just kind of not being themselves too. And it's a lot of times it's hard to notice. Like if you're getting quieter, right. Mm-hmm. Just hasn't said as much, you know, maybe just looks a little off, you know, withdrawing themselves and you invite them out places. They're saying no more often, right. Just little things. Um, the eating, the appetite stuff, like there's a lot of eating disorders that probably don't get noticed for people. And, uh, but if we make ourselves aware of that stuff, potentially could help one person is worth it, right? So spend mm-hmm. 10 minutes of your time researching. There's a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of good Instagram accounts too that talk about all this stuff or even Google. Like I've, I've read multiple articles. I wish I could give you a complete reference right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, no worries. Top of my head, but there's a lot of good causes too and, and organizations that you can, you can look at and, and yeah. see all this information better than I can give it to you. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But no, I mean, I think first-hand experience is the most important. I think we all, you know, yeah, well, I think, I mean, obviously Googling this stuff is great, but I think, you know, when you hear from people who experience it firsthand, I think it holds a lot of weight. So. Oh, um, without question, man. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I, if I tell my story, right. People are like, okay, well, I didn't know we went through that. So yeah. maybe, maybe what I'm saying holds some value to a counselor is effective yeah. or whoever you need to talk to is psychiatrist, right? Who doesn't matter. Yeah, no. And I, I think it, this is going to be huge for people to listen to. And um, it's going to be so impactful, man. I'm, I'm super grateful and fortunate that you were, you know, willing to come on and tell your story and, and talk about this stuff. Um, so I thank you so much for that. Of course, bro. Anytime, you know, we're more than happy to come on and then just talk about whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> we no. through a lot together, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, but definitely. By the way, that Instagram, that Instagram account is called the Real Depression Project, and they got some good stuff. So perfect, yeah. So everyone, check that out. We can link it down below um, yeah. in the notes. But uh, switching gears to, you know, some lighter note, like you know, talk about your, you know, hockey for you and um, the future, and um, you know, kind of how, how the year went for you this past year. And it was a funky year, COVID year. Talk about yeah. that experience. A lot of people didn't really get like the inside scoop on like what you know how it was. So you can kind of fill everybody in on the hockey side of things. Yeah, so it's good. I, you know, last year specifically played in Grand Rapids, uh, COVID year, man. It was crazy. We were getting swabbed every day. Um, we had to wear masks all over the place, right? We would, so normally American League, you do night before trips, right? So we're going Grand Rapids to Cleveland, Grand Rapids to Chicago, to Rockford, Illinois, all this stuff. So normally we go the night before. The entire year we bust day of. So we'd leave at like, you know, 11 or 12 bus, four hours, get to the rink, play the game, bus four hours home. So it was a long year, man. But um, personally, I did well. And, you know, I thought I was happy with my performance. Uh, put up some pretty good numbers that I was, you know, kind of shooting for that. So um, had all the stuff that I wanted to. And I think spending seven months training in the off season had something to do with that. But yeah, of um, hopefully my ultimate goal is the NHL, obviously. So hopefully I get a crack at, at that at some point. Yeah. See what happens. There. Well, you know, we're obviously rooting for you here. Um, and then as far as like the summer goes, what do you got in store? Uh, anything exciting or summer plans, training, all that sort of stuff? Uh, just training, man. Working out, skating, enjoying my weekends with uh, with buddies, hang out with Mitch Fossey down here. So that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, go to the lake, work out, skate at the cooler in the Alfreda Family Skate Center. Yeah. You know, Atlanta area, let me know if you're around. I'll take you out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then that's about it. Going down to Florida this weekend, so I'm going to try and get some sun if it doesn't hurricane on me. Yeah. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. Long, awesome. Pierce, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. And obviously, best of luck. We'll obviously be in touch and know that. But um, just really appreciative of you, like I said, being vulnerable, open, and talking about this stuff. It's never easy, but um, you know, you're paving the way for other people to feel more comfortable and understand that, hey, it's, it's okay. Things happen. Um, and, uh, you know, you're being strong by doing this and it's going to open up some doors for other people to feel more comfortable and talk about it more. So, yeah, I appreciate it, man. And, and thank you. It's of course, man. Yeah, of course. Um, happy to come on anytime, man. And this is, this is fun. I'm glad, uh, glad we can finally do this. That grass ain't gonna cut itself and you can't get so tame. Underneath these covers and that four-blade ceiling fan You know I love to see you with that two-piece top on tight But I can think of something better, I ain't gonna lie Yeah, I could use a little rain Beating on the window pane While we listen to the tin roof sing,